0: What's going on, ladies and gentlemen, Saints and Inks, and welcome to Lactic Acid. I am your host, Dominique Smith. It is an incredible week. It is National Nurses Week. I know that it's celebrated as a day in some places, but here at Lactic Acid, we are celebrating it for a week, and I know some other people celebrate it for a week. And there's no better way than to bring you some of the coolest nurses who happen to run on the side, bring them to the show, and that's what we did. Four days, for awesome stories, for incredible people. And on behalf of lactic acid, happy Nurses Day to all of the nurses. Thank you so much for what you do. I know the past couple of years have just been insane with the pandemic and all, uh, but trust me, we are truly, truly grateful today you are going to get a chance to meet Miss Heidi Bjork. Mrs. Heidi Bjork. She hails from the great state of Minnesota and she is actually one of the coolest people you will ever get a chance to talk to. Um, Just a little bit about her story. She was a nurse manager for a general care unit, which ended up becoming a COVID cohort um, during the pandemic. And now she's a placement coordinator who works and recruits nurses to assist them Uh, with their career development and she just does incredible things she was so fun to talk to we talked food she told me she could cook she gave me some incredible recipes chopped we need to put her on the nurses show and so i'm really excited for you guys to get a chance to meet heidi um truly an awesome person and it was such a pleasure to get a chance to talk to her please be sure to follow the social media platforms for lactic acid lactic acid underscore pod on twitter lactic acid podcast on instagram lactic acid with dominic smith on youtube if you could do me another favor subscribe obviously if you like the content hope you like the content and i appreciate all of you guys who continue to listen week in and week out so definitely subscribe um, and then if you could leave a nice review, like the podcast, it definitely helps me out. It definitely helps the podcast out. You know, we want to get this out to as many people as we can. And if you're interested in sponsoring the show, shoot me an email at acid podcast at gmail.com. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Like I said, there's four of them this week, and we're also celebrating National Teachers Day. Um, and so there's a pretty cool professor that you're going to get a chance to meet. So all new episodes every day this week. You're gonna love it. Stay tuned, tune in, and I hope you enjoy the show. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen, sinks and Angs, and welcome to Lactic Acid, the podcast where the takes are fresh, the ideas are ripe, and that makes us the best in the bunch. If you have been paying attention to pretty much anything social media related, or maybe not, or just, you know, listening around, you know that Nurses Day, National Nurses Day is coming up, and we are going to celebrate that here on this channel, on this page And there is no other, no better way to kick it off than with our first guest, Ms. Heidi Bjork. I made sure I got that. I asked her like 20 times to make sure I got it right. So I am thankful that's a W to start the show, but I am so excited to have you on. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing great. Thanks for having me.
0: Well, first and foremost, happy National Nurses Day to you. Thank you so, so, so much for everything that you do to keep us safe in the hard work. Um, that you put in day in and day out so I have to ask you what I ask everybody on the show if you had to pick a superhero to describe who you are as a nurse who are you rolling with
1: Ooh, that's a tough one <laughs> I would say I'm gonna go with Wonder Woman okay I'm gonna go with Wonder Woman okay yeah
0: why Wonder Woman?
1: I just think she just, she's so tough and she just makes it with the rest and she's just fearless. She's, she's
0: great. I like that answer. I like that answer. That definitely kind of describes, kind of put the team or the universe on your back essentially and everything. So that's what's up. I like that. So let's just get it started. So tell me what made you decide to go into this Wonderful, glamorous, tough as nails profession, such as nursing?
1: Oh, so I had up until uh, probably my junior year of high school, I had always thought I was going to go into teaching. I thought, oh, yeah, I'm going to go into teaching. I'm going to be a coach. I'm going to coach basketball because at that time, that was where my passion was. I thought I was way better than I actually am at basketball. So that was kind of my trajectory. And then when I was looking at different colleges and schools, I was bouncing around ideas and I thought, oh, it'd be really fun to be a photographer. And then my parents shut that down really fast. (laughs) So I decided, okay, well, I can go teaching. And then I found a small kind of private college that had some really great programs. And I had a family friend, a distant cousin who was um, one of the, He actually worked at the college. So he was there and he had told me all about the nursing program there. And I remembered that my mother had gone to school for nursing and she actually couldn't finish it because my grandmother had some health issues. And so she had to drop out. But my mother always had that kind of that caretaking nature. She was very loving, kind, compassionate. And so the more I thought about it, I was, I was drawn to, to try that profession. So it wasn't something I initially was drawn to. And so I knew it was a competitive field. And when I started, I started to see how nurses cared for one another and how they can make an impact and got to see how many different avenues you can go within the field of nursing. I was really drawn to try it out and I fell in love. I've, I, being a nurse is probably the greatest career path I could have chosen for myself and coming full circle. Now that I have my master's in nursing education, I actually can be a teacher so I kind of got to combine that what I originally thought was my original passion now into nursing
0: you low-key could like be a teacher be a nurse you could still probably probably be a hooper in there I want to get to that in a minute uh because you know we love the hoops on this show uh but that's awesome so how long have you been a nurse
1: so I've been a nurse for seven years now
0: wow that's awesome all in, uh, all in the same location up in Minnesota?
1: Yes. So I haven't traveled outside of Minnesota. Plenty of need here for nurses as well as the rest of the world. So um, families here are born and raised. And so um, here I stay.
0: What is it about the profession? Obviously, it just from hearing what you, you've said, it's like you, you found what you were meant to do. It's very tough. It's not necessarily all the time glamorous, but what is it about the profession that keeps you going that you love so much?
1: Yeah, so I love the ability to connect with individuals, first of all, from all across the world. I get to connect with people who come for care. Um, What I think is unique about nursing is not everyone gets to see everyone else, their community in their most vulnerable state. Um, nurses do that so we are the ones who connect with individuals on a very personal level when they're at their most vulnerable state and you would be surprised at how quickly a connection can be made when someone is in that point with the lowest point of their life where they are completely exposed raw their emotions are on their sleeve you can really impact them much quicker than you can a stranger on the street and to me, I am someone who thrives on personal connection. I love community. I love developing close personal connections. And I feel that nurses just have this superpower to be able to connect with individuals. We, we can read a room so well. We understand, you know, a slight nod or a tilt of the head can mean that someone's uncomfortable or they don't understand what, what's being taught to them. Yeah. And so I think it's it's just so unique to be in that state and to really care for them and make them feel a little bit better when they're at their bottom.
0: It's like, obviously you're a nurse. And so you're kind of a, you know, a caregiver, Um, but you're also like a psychiatrist, like a therapist. uh, Because like you said, you know, someone is coming in there and not only do you have to do what you do, but, you know, you provide comfort and hope, which and empathy. Uh, which, you know, the world is kind of lacking at this point. When you step in, you know, your office or in the hospitals every day to work, kind of what's your goal? What's your mindset? Obviously it's to get the job done and you guys have so many responsibilities, but you talk about, you know, you seem just from our brief interaction that you really have a heart for people. And so does that help you go above and beyond what you're required to do, even at your expense, if that makes sense?
1: Yeah, I, I think above and beyond is very normal for a lot of nurses. And um, something that I always try to do is touch an individual and make them. I always say like my one true goal in nursing is to give others the belief that they have a higher potential than what they ever thought possible of themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, whether that is the the patients or the family members, the loved ones who come to visit, or when I had direct reports as a manager, nurse manager, um, the individuals that were under me who came with questions, concerns, uh, difficulties, whether it was with the patients themselves or with it was their personal life. Like I really wanted to instill in them that they were capable of coming through this, you know, making a positive outcome or coming through this ailment that they're suffering from, there is going to be better and that we should never just focus on the here and now because here and now can be really rough as we know, right? So just really reminding people that, yes, this is tough, but you're tougher and there's so much that's to be learned because you went through this experience. So that was always a goal of mine to give people that hope and make sure that they know that there is forward
0: momentum. (sighs) gosh, can we like, call you Coach Heidi? Because <laughs> that is like, that is just like amazing. <laughs> Definitely that's that's a message that people need to hear, especially in tough times. And as you said, with this pandemic, has really affected so many. Uh, it, it is, you know, truly sad. As a nurse, how has the pandemic been like for you and how have you been able to just deal with it? For
1: it has been so such a whirlwind, is basically how I can describe it. So, I started my management, so I was at the bedside, I started as a nurse on a general medical, specialized in GI, and then I progressed to a nurse manager role on another general medical floor right before the pandemic hit. Um, so I went from being floor bedside nurse. To a manager and then I after a month into my management I had my first born only child Annie so then I was also new to parenthood and then the pandemic rolled in oh my and so I was new to my transition in nursing and new to motherhood and I, I felt the added pressure of being this leader in this very unknown state And to me, that was really hard because I also felt so chaotic in my personal life. And then trying to bring and feel that I could, you know, exude confidence while I'm in a management role, that was really challenging. And just the ever instability of the whole, the whole pandemic was really challenging to still have that positive mindset, right? Because when there's so much unknown and so much fear that is going on to these like rapidly changing environments. It's really hard to keep your cool during it all while people are looking up to you, right? All these people are looking to me, like, are we going to be okay? What's going to happen? What is changing? Um, And so I really kind of had to put um, that, that confident front on. And in the inside, I was shaking just as much as the rest of us
0: and you're human so it is not as if you know just because you're a nurse and just because you know you you may know you know more you're human especially that that's stressful you know bringing a child into this fun world that we live in you know getting moving switching positions like that is like trial by fire in mm-hmm. such an incredible way and so how did you, how did you get through it? I mean, it's, and you know, that's a good segue um, in a second as we transition to running, but in such times, how do you, how do you do it? Pretty- yeah.
1: So it was, it was a period of building resiliency and also self-discovery. I would say I had to really focus on what I could control and let the things I couldn't control, let those go. I realized that I needed to take a step back when changes were coming and there was a lot of discussion of what could happen. It, a lot of things that were brought forward and the changes even in the hospital setting where I was, they never actually happened mm-hmm. because the, the times change. And so we would put so much extra energy and effort into something that we thought was going to happen and it never happened. Um, it wasn't efforts wasted, but yet we... We put so much into one basket without really trying to just take a step back and see how things played out. And I think that led to a disadvantage for us. So I I really became, instead of I'm a very type A person, as many nurses are, we have everything, we have our checklist, we want to make sure everything gets done. I really had to tune in that type B personality and just chill and let things play out and then kind of respond as I saw a little bit more permanency into the state
0: that sounds very difficult to do. <laughs> like, especially I just said trial by fire, but I mean, I guess this may be a Southern turn just living here in the South. It's like going from the fryer, going from the fire into the frying pan. Uh, Listen, more power to you. Cause I, I don't even know. I feel like I'm a type AB if that works. Cause there's like some type a, some type B, but to make that switch mm-hmm. in the middle of a pandemic, you won the moment for real for that is that's the perfect um, way to describe you as you did about the superhero. How did you get into running?
1: Yeah. So like I mentioned before, I was a basketball lover. I wasn't. But I'll tell you this. I played on a high school team and I played basketball for eight years of my life. OK. I remember winning. One regular season game my entire high school career. <laughs> so Lord, we I'm we had a lot of heart. We didn't have a lot of skill. <laughs> but we had a lot of fun. So I, like I was that. into basketball, played a little softball. And then when I got to college, I no longer had time for sports, like competitive sports. And so I was like, oh well, gosh, I gotta keep in shape. What am I gonna do? I only have time but be- you know between my classes or early in the morning you know, between six and 8am to get it, get some sort of exercise in. And so I started running and I ran one mile and I'd run each month, mi- one mile every day. And then I went to two miles and I kept building up and building up and building up. I got faster and I started those endorphins kicking in. I'm like, Hey, you know, this is, this is good. Feeling better, a little less stressed. Hey. Um, and then I started running my first half marathon and then, um, few years later ran a couple more halves. Then finally I got my marathon under my belt. And so it's been, it's been a journey and now kind of, I still run, but it looks a little different with a two and a half year old who's running around and I have to jump off the treadmill if I'm inside or pushing her in the stroller if I'm outside and getting our snacks and water breaks. And, you know, it's, it's not as consistent, but I still get out there. I get the miles in.
0: So, how many marathons, <laughs> half marathons, have you completed?
1: I ran one marathon. I ran the Twin City Marathon here in 2018. Okay. And then I have run maybe five half marathons.
0: Say that one more time. How many?
1: I think five.
0: Oh, I, I heard 25. I was like, what? <laughs> It's like, oh, okay, that's, that is some definite Wonder Woman level kind of uh, nah. training. No, but even five is just, ugh. see, I, I threw the shot put in the discus, as people know. So I love having runners and distance runners come here and tell me, you know, just like, you no, know, I, I run these long distances because I try to, in my head, see, my goal is to one day run a 5K. Uh, I don't know when that's going to be, <laughs> but mm-hmm. it's always like cool to see like people come in and they say, oh, these, these distances I'm running. I don't know. It makes me like inspired for whatever reason. Um, <laughs> Like that's an achievable goal. Why do you love it so much? Obviously you mentioned the stress levels, but mm-hmm. you know, for you um, yeah. Why do you, why do you love it so much? You
1: know, there's there's so much in the world that we can't control. And I think that's something that always stuck with me. But there are things that I can control.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And some of the things that I value in life are just health and well being. That's something that's important to me. And that's something that I can directly control is getting out there, running the miles, making my body work physically, which helps clear my mind, again, serving my mental and physical well being. It's just, it's fun. It's, you get that good, feel good get out there and just like put the miles in and most of the time it feels good like i've never had a run where i'm like i will never do this again like okay let me put it this way i've said that during my runs many times after i'm done with the run i don't say that
0: yeah because i know
1: i'm gonna go back out there during the run not always fun i will admit that during the run no after the run always fun um So it's just, it's a good mental break, something I can control, which I think is very important to a lot of us right now with the current state. The more we can control, we feel a little bit better, a little bit more grounded. Plus it gets me outside in nature and nature is great. um, Something that's peaceful about
0: it. A good friend of mine lives in Minnesota. And so we have these discussions (laughs) uh, from November to like, early February is like a yearly thing I complain about how cold it is down here uh like I think I sent her a text was like listen it's supposed to be 30 degrees or 29 degrees at night can that be considered cold and she was like in Minnesota that's shirt and shorts weather i was like that's like i'm not dealing with that and then you know when it's like 110 degrees here in the summer you know it's like okay yeah i'm not i'm not coming down there and living in the heat and humidity what is it like running in antarctica up there like that's just like how do you <laughs> like run in the cold i can do humidity because i'm used to it playing sports and humidity but that's a different kind of cold up in minnesota how do you kind of adjust to the weather that's just something i'm curious about
1: yeah so i have my limits too right so i i will run but like if it's below like 20 i'm like eh, it's a treadmill day right unless it's unless it's sunny and 20 then it's different but like minnesota weather is like very unpredictable where if it's tw- you know 30 and sunny and you're like oh this is gonna be a great weather day it's usually like 20 mile an hour gust of wind and so it just yeah it's very unpredictable layers lots and lots of layers lots of layers um it's so funny to see some of those people out there all you just see is their their eyes poking through they got face masks they got ear warmers they got you know the long sleeve and the vest, and then the windbreaker and oh you have so the spikes they- for the snow you have the spikes down there right
0: wow okay yeah that's it works just i just need to mentally make a note never to visit minnesota because <laughs> that sounds like a lot i can't do it like that i don't know but when you run in cold weather and that cold weather especially with the wind as you were saying when it hits the, your lungs i don't know it just it burns like way differently
1: that's why the face mask you forgot about the face
0: mask oh yeah I did forget about the face (laughs) mask okay well it's something I'm not gonna say it's not something I never need to worry about because I may end up covering a meet there in January and just crying uh the entire time but no that's something that I was I was curious about so what are some of the goals that you set for yourself running wise
1: yeah so this year's so last year I thought I would recover um, a little bit quicker than I did. So after having Annie slow to return to running, um less time to be able to kind of get back out there dealing with different careers and stuff, it was just a little bit more challenging. This year got a little bit more of a routine. Annie's a little bit older, I can get out there a little bit more easily. I wrote down on my goals, because I write down goals every year that I wanted to complete a 5K a 10k, a half marathon, and a ma- or 20 miler, and a marathon this year. Okay. So I put it out there because you write it down, and it's more likely to happen. I really want to hit the trails. That's something that's important to me. So I'll be out on some of the trails here in Minnesota, getting some elevation, getting some different terrain. And I think that'll help me because I won't be so focused on speed, right. but I'll really get to enjoy my time and just try to get some miles under my belt.
0: Have you started any Ks yet?
1: My first, so I I have 5K in May will be my first 5K. And then I think I have a, I think I'll sign up for a 10-miler trail run in June. So that'll be in there. So I also, I haven't decided which marathon I want to do yet. I'm still, I'm testing it out, right? Like it's still cold here. And so once I get my, more consistent miles outside, then then
0: we'll talk which marathon. Okay. I'm with it. Listen, I feel like it gives you an advantage, especially in the bigger marathons. Because, you know, everybody's lungs are like, but then you have like those lungs of steel that from the cold air that penetrates through the face mask and the goggles and everything. I'm just saying, you know, we may end up, I may have you come back on the show after you've run 225, you know, At Boston or uh, Chicago or New York, listen, or New York, New York, yeah, never say never. Uh, Oh,
1: that would be the dream.
0: Hey, listen, dreams do happen. Dream big, Mm -hmm. those dreams do happen. So, on this show, we want to get a chance to get to know people outside of their profession. So, tell us a little bit about you. Tell the people what they want to hear. What makes you unique? What is life for you outside of running and nursing and all that good stuff?
1: Yeah. So I have a husband and a two and a half year old named Annie. Annie. Okay. We, oh gosh, what it, what it is that I do? Um, <laughs> I'm a huge foodie. And so I love to cook. I like to go out and try new foods. Um, I'm definitely someone who can destroy a kitchen pretty quickly when I'm in there experimenting. I uh, love to do it. I think it's so fun. I am an outdoorsy girl. I grew up on a dairy farm and I, my whole childhood was spent on the farm. So it's very hard for me to be in, indoors sitting still. I do not watch TV. I don't, I don't get into movies too much, um, except in Kanto. That is an exception because my two-and-a-half-year-old loves it, so we watch that one regularly. But most days, you'll find me either at the farmer's market, out on the trails around here, hiking, camping, uh, doing some sort of, oh, I don't know. I like to do stuff like community classes just to learn different things.
0: Okay. I'm someone um,
1: who learns with doing my hands and watching people show me how to do things, so yeah, I just... I'm a constant learner. So that's kind of some of my, my quirks that I like to do.
0: So this, let's get back to food because, you know, food is a lifestyle for me. Uh, And for whatever reason, I feel like when I'm in the kitchen, I, as a foodie who loves to cook, I feel like you feel the same. Like I watch food network all the time. So I'm like, like, I don't know, Jeffrey Zakarian in there just getting after it. um, Every time or like, I'm on one of the places from diners, drive-ins and dives. What is the meal like that you've made in the past six months? That's like, this is James Beard level cooking. Like what is the one that you hang your hat on?
1: I want to say, so I, I had these roasted chicken thighs and I marinate them in this homemade pastel um with like garlic scapes and like the works like just homemade pesto and they're marinated in there and they're pan fried so they it gives a nice crust
0: oh man
1: oh uh, those are so good and you can pair it with just like a fresh garden salad or just some, like roasted sweet potato oh i'm just someone who loves just like just fresh as best
0: i'm hungry gosh so like the roasted Oh, man, that would go good with some mashed potatoes. That's, yeah. big. oh, man. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I know what we're having for dinner Sunday at yeah. my house. Oh, man, that is amazing. And I love, like, I don't know. I learned after college, really, or during college, the difference between, like, processed and fresh is, like, astronomical. Because especially in cooking, you could really, really taste the food. So, wow. I'm so thankful that you gave me that. Uh, (laughs) I'm honest to God's truth. I'm going to try it because that is one of the most incredible things I've heard today. I want to get back to you as a Hooper. Uh, Because you played basketball for eight years. Who, if you had to like give me somebody that described your game. Who 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 could you compare yourself to as a hooper?
1: Oh man, you're going to have to tell me. Let me describe my my game and you tell me. Okay. Okay. So, I was I was a starter, but again, remember my team and our uh, winning streaks. Um, <laughs> so I was a starter on the team. I was solely meant for defense. I was so greedy with my defensive style. They would pair me up one-on-one. So they would usually just put me on their best shooter. And that's what they said. They just said, shut her down. That's your sole direction for the entire game is to shut her down. And that was my goal. I could not shoot to save my life. Um, It was embarrassing when I tried. But I was definitely... (laughs) The star defensive player. So, you tell me who I would be.
0: There's a couple names that come to mind. I don't know if. Are you a big basketball fan?
1: I don't know any professionals. So, that's why I t- turned it over to you there's, to tell me. Okay.
0: So, there's a guy on the Minnesota Timberwolves that, here's one I, everybody hates him, but I, you're not a hateable person. Okay, But his name is Patrick Beverly. Uh, he cannot do anything offensively or, or that I've seen. But he is a he's from Chicago. He is a old school blue collar defender that annoys the crap out of everybody because of his defense. Like he's gritty. He's tough. I was thinking Patrick Beverly or Gary Payton from the old Seattle uh supersonics but technically if we had to make up a person you could be like the lebron james or the michael jordan of defense
1: all right i'll take that
0: so let's 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 go let's go yeah let's do that let's do that because they and we'll bring in kobe rip kobe but all of those guys I named were defensive players of the year and they're prime so let's let's forget Patrick Beverly. We're going with the GOATs, the MJ, we're going with Braun, and we're going with Kobe of defense. Like, hi, right. how Right? are we rocking with that? Does that sound good to you?
1: Oh, that sounds great. And um, you're just lifting me up today. I'm feeling good.
0: I Listen, defense wins championships. Now, it's not your fault that your team only won one game, but one thing that you could say, you did your job night in and night out. So that's how we're rocking. Okay. Sorry for the technical difficulties, folks. I hate technology if you didn't hear that in the previous episodes. But uh, what we were discussing, um, the question I wanted to ask you, how has running helped you in this pandemic? You talked about the mental aspect, um, you know, being good for your mental health, but, you know, what has it taught you? throughout this entire craziness that we've been dealing with for over the past couple of years.
1: Yeah. I think with everything feeling like we can't make momentum or progress or do the things we want to do, it's given me a little bit of solitude knowing that I can still reach goals and I can still be bettering myself while all of this is unfolding around us. There are things within my, my own control that I can, really try to make a difference in my own life. And I think that's really been important for me to be able to see progress, meet goals, and really be able to hold on to something that's really near and dear to my heart.
0: Last two questions, three questions. How do you want to change the world through nursing, through being a nurse?
1: So I really, like I said before, I really want people to be able to find hope and joy in some of the most challenging, vulnerable, emotionally charged times in their life. That's when I think we really formulate those bonds that drive community connection. I think that's something that's going to sustain us lifelong.
0: How does being a mom kind of change your mindset of, you know, both running and nursing? Um, especially, you know, since uh, Annie was, you know, born pretty much in the pandemic, essentially in the start of the pandemic.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, she's only known pandemic world. Uh, It was really challenging because we we didn't have any friends or we don't live close to our family. And so we couldn't rely on anyone to try to raise her during the early stages. And so we really just had to dig deep and care for one another. There is something so special about having a child in your life who brings pure, raw, honest joy in every day. Little things. Uh, You could make monkey noises at her and she would think that's the best thing that's happened to her today. And I don't take those moments for granted. Um, I'm selfish with my time with her because I, I never want her to leave my side because I just I value her so much. Joy is something that is harder to come by these days. And she and children in general. She embodies that every single day in such simple things. So I've really tried to adapt that more of a mindset to recognize little things in my life that bring me joy. Um, And I do little things that I know bring her joy. And and same for my husband, my family. I I really try to focus on those small things. and I think that's made a, a really big difference in our family here.
0: That's amazing. Last question before we get to the rapid fire and then get out of here. What is something on this, leading up to the National Nurses Day, what is a myth about nursing that you would like to see debunked? Or what is something that you wish people would know and learn or or understand about the profession?
1: I would say that there is a lot, right now, there's a lot of change within healthcare. And I think a lot of nurses are not getting some of that direct gratitude and appreciation that maybe we once did, or they're to a point where uh, the emotions have become so challenging to the point where they're ready to detach. Um, And it's easier to detach than continue to go through some of these really difficult days that they are experiencing. Um, the high high amount of burnout right now. I I want people to really know and understand that nursing takes a lot of heart, but it's a lot of hard work. Uh, and oftentimes the expense is the well-being of the nurse themselves. They will 100% give and give and give. Uh, but I think it's really important for those to understand that there is a point where they can't expect the nurse to provide a cure or give them everything that they need to overcome these challenges that they're facing. Uh, Nurses also need empathy and compassion because they are just as much humans. They have personal struggles. They have relationship struggles. They have family struggles, yet they are committed to showing up day to day, caring for people who are at the worst, who we know people don't always respond them best selves when they are at a very low emotional state they're in pain they're suffering people respond very differently and it's not always positively but those nurses they understand that and they still give and they still give. um but i i just want people to be able to show them compassion and recognize some of that sacrifice that they're giving to them as well and just have, just that mutual respect
0: amen <laughs> that amen to that couldn't have said it any better so We're at our last segment called Down the Homestretch. I'm going to ask you a few rapid fire questions, and all I ask is that you answer them to the best of your ability as fast as you can. If you do not, it's really no big deal because very few people do anyway. I think we've had about four or five people so far answer it to the best of their abilities. And once, uh, well, I was going to say they're going to get medals, but I can't promise that, but they'll get a shout out at some point. Are you ready? I'm ready. If there was a food that you had to keep for the rest of your life and a food that you had to get rid of, what would they be?
1: I would keep yogurt. I would get rid of cottage cheese.
0: <laughs> Can I? Okay. Why cottage cheese? I agree with you. Don't, don't get it twisted. I agree with you, but that's the first on the show.
1: I just, I can't. I eat a lot of weird things and I don't mind it, but something about the curdled milk, I just, it's a texture thing. It doesn't sound good when you describe what it is. Like, I can't do it. I can't do it.
0: Mad respect. Take it off the shelves ASAP. It needs to go. It has to go. If you had to be a guest star on any Food Network TV show, what would it be? Chopped. I like that. You know what we got to do? We got to, they have a nurse's edition of Chopped. We got to get you on that show. That would be fun. Hey, uh, Amanda Freitag, uh Ted Alan, Listen, gotta get our girl Hottie on the show. She will mop the floor with anybody across the United States. That would be fun. We gotta make that happen. What is your dream vacation spot?
1: Oh, I would love to go to Ireland. Love to go to Ireland.
0: Okay. If there was a course or a trail that you would run in every run at every day what would it be and it could be never run at before
1: it can be something i've never run at before huh i think i would go over and run in like the swiss alps just beautiful countryside mountains yes
0: that's where i'd run oh wow that is awesome Okay, a couple more questions. So I have to alter this one since you are not a TV watcher. If there was someone that, if you could pick anyone to read to you for the rest of your life, who would it be?
1: Read to me?
0: Yes, so it could be like a Morgan Freeman or Oprah, anybody. Like they would read your reports to you. Like, good afternoon. This is what's going on on the daily or whatever.
1: I'm gonna say Ellen DeGeneres.
0: Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Why Ellen?
1: Just cause she's so funny. <laughs> and man, I just think she'd be a riot having her read everything to me.
0: Okay. That would be I can't get mad at it. And she might do it too. That is something that's true. What is a Minnesota dish that people should get hooked to?
1: Oh, a tater tot hot dish.
0: I do not understand that. <laughs> it's heard, so good. Can please explain why. I had to get that question in there.
1: <laughs> because it has all your food groups basically into one dish and it's cooked and it's got bubbly melty cheese and it's got the tods all kind of crispy on top and it's just it's just so comforting in each spoonful like i know it doesn't sound good to anyone else outside of here but it is so good you will be converted come up here you'll we'll convert you into a teeter tot hot fan you promise yes
0: okay like, i will make it
1: for you
0: okay okay listen you you turned me on that chicken dish so i believe okay. you. so you completed down the home stretch but i have one more quick food question these egg rolls that you guys make it's a uh you know what i'm talking about
1: it
0: it's, it's like uh i got to get my phone Oh sweet Jesus, of magic. a friend of mine sent it, and I wanna. And it's something. It's like, it's um, oh, it's so hard to explain, and I'm getting frustrated. But it's like pickles, it's cream cheese, it's.
1: Oh yeah, pickle wraps.
0: It, oh boy. <laughs> so, the texture. But <laughs> so what corn is corn beef? Oh, it's corned beef. Okay. Corn
1: beef, cream cheese, pickles. I mean, pickle, or you take corned beef, you spread your cream cheese across it, right? Okay. Pickle, you roll it up, and then you cut it up into like sushi type style.
0: Okay. I didn't know it was corned beef, so that kind of makes it a little better because I thought it was ham. It's like, why am I doing this with ham?
1: It's corned beef. It doesn't make it any better i'm not a big fan we have it at every every holiday every get together it's just like it has to be there but it's either you love it or you hate it but everyone knows what it is up here
0: (laughs) i see because i guess it's something you guys do on new year's eve and so when it was sent to me i was like is this an accident or something uh but okay i thought it was like a real thing I was like, you can make a ham sandwich. But uh, listen, I'm going to take your word on that tater tot dish because it, it's it's something that like is a foreign concept to someone down here. But I mean, listen, it's like a, a tater tot loaded fries to me. So listen, you know, I can get with that.
1: Wait, you had KFC, KFC. Have you ever had their, their bowl, like the KFC bowl?
0: No, it didn't look good. But is that what? But I know what it is. I do know what it is. But we okay. have places like that with mashed potatoes and corn and cheese. Th- and
1: that's the same concept. Okay. That's the same. You put everything together and it tastes good and. Okay.
0: Uh, Listen,
1: you got to try it.
0: I promise you, Heidi on everything every piece of chicken i've ever eaten in my 27 years of living i promise you i will try that i'm always down to try good food and the way you described it i wish orlando sold it i would get off this podcast and we would go do it heidi thank you so much for all that you do happy nurses day um happy nurses day to all of the nurses Usually I kind of, you know, promote lactic acid, just go on the social media, lactic acid underscore pod on Twitter, lactic acid podcast on Instagram, and then subscribe Apple, Spotify, and then go on the website, lacticacidpodcast.org. We have everything that you need. Leave a like, leave a comment, tell a nurse you appreciate them, and we will catch you next time.